This is Tie Cats Today. This is Tie Cats Today for a Wednesday, September the 8th, 2021. It's your digital host, Louis B. Thanks for checking us out on the Tie Cats Audio Network. If you found this episode for the first time, Thank you and welcome, and uh, hopefully you can like and subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode here on the Ticats Audio Network. And it may be a short week as the Ticats return to practice for the first time uh, since their win on Monday. They'll basically have one practice, tomorrow is a walkthrough, and Friday is the game. So a very, very quick turnaround. We're going to get Coach O's thoughts on that in just a few moments here. We're also going to hear from David Ungerer third. He had his first career CFL touchdown catch in Monday's win. And we'll hear from Simone Lawrence. And I had to actually go back and, and check. Uh, it was Simone's only second touchdown of his career in the CFL. His first at home. So I wanted to get his thoughts about uh, finally finding the uh, back of the uh, finding the end zone. Uh, you know, obviously he's a defensive player. He's not expected to find the end zone uh, quite a bit. But a uh, huge moment for him. So we'll get his thoughts on that. And from the CFL on TSN, Matthew Shinetti is going to be by. He probably had one of the best seats in the house for Monday's game. Um, vocally and, you know, being between the benches. I'm sure he heard quite a bit. Probably quite a bit he can't repeat on the airwaves, even though we are, you know, podcasts. And I think I could swear if I wanted to. I, I won't. I'm obviously not going to. I think we'd have to put like some sort of warning. But uh, he won't repeat it. I won't repeat it. Uh, but I'm sure he heard some very colorful language uh, between the benches. So we'll get his thoughts on the game and uh, the upcoming rematch on Friday. Speaking of the Ticats Audio Network... What a jam-packed lineup we have for you in such a short week. Uh, Coach O Show, of course, was yesterday. Uh, brand new episode launched, the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Uh, today, brand new episode of the CFL this week with Bubba O'Neill. He's joined by Jason Greger, AJ Jakobic, and Derek Taylor, three of my absolute favorite people who cover this league. And uh, we also have a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy. I had a chance to catch up with Mike Hogan earlier today, so that dropped today. And then tomorrow, again, busy day. We got Ticats this week uh, with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. And uh, if it's Thursday, you know you're going to find Task and Twos, again, with Luke Tasker and Andy Fantu. So uh, make sure, wherever you found this episode, you can hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave a comment as well if you want to. Uh, let us know how we're doing here on the Ticats. Cats Audio Network. And be sure to join us for uh, game day Friday. We'll have a special episode of Tie Cats today uh, with my, uh, with me and uh, Andy Fantuz. And then we'll be on the air on the Tie Cats Audio Network at 6.30. Of course, that includes TieCats.ca, the Tie Cats All Access app, and on radio on CHML 900. We'll be on the air. We'll be meaning uh, Luke Tasker, Andy Fantuz and I, excuse me. Then we'll hand it off to RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. And make sure to join us on Tiger Cats post game because you could be like Paul Cummings of Niagara Falls. Because Paul Cummings of Niagara Falls was listening to the Tiger Cats post game. He heard the code word, he sent us an email, and he won gold tickets to the September 17th game versus Calgary. So congratulations, Paul from Niagara Falls. You want to be like Paul? You want to win tickets? Your next chance to win is Friday's Tire Cats postgame, so make sure you tune in exclusively at TieCats.ca and the TieCats All Access app. All right, let's get to some uh, post-practice sound here, and uh, we'll start with the head coach, as we always do, Orlando Steinauer. He spoke, and I wanted to know, you know what kind of challenges come with this short week, whether it's having to hold guys back, having to rein them in, but he offered up a great answer here. Well, we kind of, well, we're still learning our football team, to be honest with you, Louie, and, you know, we, we tried to 
monitor practice where, you know, they're not going to overexert themselves too much. I mean, I don't think we ran over 20 plays today, just maybe a hair over. Um, so we were on and off the field and, you know, it's important for us to get out there and move around a little bit, but uh, we'll see, you know, we haven't been a part of a lot of these. And I know this year's team hasn't been a part of it. It's hard, it's hard to prepare for it. So we'll see how we come out uh, on Friday. Well, I think it, it is definitely easier preparing for the same team, but um, that doesn't mean the game's going to be any easier and, and you still have to come up with a game plan and, and execute it. So uh, I, I do think that there's an advantage, but there's also, you know, disadvantages to playing, you know, going off of one practice day also. Well, uh, every team's different and I've, I've done it a lot of different ways, Steve, uh, whether I was a DB coach, my thoughts to coordinating to being an assistant head coach to being a head coach is just, there's different things. So you got to figure that, you know, the game for both teams didn't go exactly how you planned. You had to make some adjustments along the fly. And so what I'm saying is there may be some plays that you were planning on running in the game right. that you'll, you'll carry over this week. And then, yeah, you, you, you maybe anticipate some of the changes that they may make, but there's not time to do a whole lot of focusing on the other team. You, you got to keep the majority of your focus on your own ball club. And I'm speaking for our team only. Well, I think first of all, credit, credit them for executing, right? That's, you know, you don't want to ever diminish that. I feel like they out executed us and in some crucial times where we had a chance to really maybe put a couple of nails in the coffin early when, and so, you know, but we should grow from those situations and, you know, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's, he found the end zone a lot last year or two years ago, and and uh, he understands the CFL game. He's a competitive guy, and from what I understand from people that have been around him, he's a he's a good person that uh, studies the game. So uh, we are, you know, we're aware that both either one of them could play. Uh, who starts doesn't really matter. I think they're both capable. They've proven that. Uh, so, but I will say this: that you know, both of them are going to be in the scouting report, but. We're defending the Toronto offense. I don't think that one is so different than the other that you would change necessarily your game plan. But uh, we could be wrong. You know, we've got to play the game and see. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Orlando Steiner, as he spoke after practice. And there were a lot of highlights, a lot of great things you could take away from the Tiger Cats' 32-19 win over the Argos on Monday. But one of my favorite moments was David Ungerer, I mean, first of all, getting to the end zone with an amazing stiff arm, uh, you know, extending the drive, second and long, great play from Ungerer, who, you know, has been on this team, you know, on the starting lineup from day one here. Uh, great play from him, but it was the celebration afterwards. It was seeing all of his teammates almost literally, like, sprint to him uh, to, to, to celebrate with him on that touchdown. And we had a chance to catch up with David after practice today. And first, we just wanted to know, I just wanted to know, uh, you know, his, his, his reaction, what was going through his head uh, as he found the end zone. Here's what he had to say. Uh, it meant a lot, for sure. Like, there were, there were numerous things that made it, you know, mean a lot to me. You know, my mom and my brother were right there in Section 118. So that was really special, kind of like a trippy moment almost, like them being right there and, you know, to do it in a big game, in a Labor Day game and, and win, you know, that's a different experience for me, you know. Uh, so I just it felt really good to make a meaningful play in a big game that helped the team win. 
I know that that's just a whole nother thing that made it, you know, almost emotional for me was just seeing how the team reacted. And, uh, you know, I think the guys know how, how much I put into this and how hard I work, how hard I work on a daily basis. And I think that's a lot of what went into their emotions, but whatever it was, it just, it made me feel real good to see the team react that way for sure. Went straight to my mom, straight to my mom. I've been waiting. I've been, that was a, that was a dream come true moment being able to give her a ball like that. So that felt really good for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's exactly what coach O said to us is the fresher team's going to have the advantage, you know? So, uh, I think everybody, you know, has done a great job since Monday coming into the facility, getting treatment, getting the work that they need to get in. I thought we had a great practice today. Um, we're going to be smart tomorrow and make sure that we get the mental reps that we need and uh, just make sure that we're fresh going into Friday. But, you know, that's what I was saying earlier. You know, I'm sure for some of my teammates right now, they're they're hurting a little bit more than than I am. So they might feel a little bit different about this Friday game. But, you know, fortunately for me personally, I came out of it healthy for the most part. So, you know, I'm ready to rock Friday. So, you know, the, cl- the faster we can get there, the better. That is David Ungerer III as he spoke after practice today. Great to catch up with him, and uh, congratulations to him on his first career CFL touchdown and hopefully the first of many uh, for the young uh, national receiver here on the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. He was a big part of the reason the Tiger Cats won. Tim White, we heard from him yesterday. How about Simone Lawrence? I mentioned this off the top. I had to go back and check. Simone Lawrence only had, and I say only, it's it's very hard to find the back of the net. So excuse me for using the word only. Simone had one career touchdown coming into this. Uh, and that was on the road in Toronto against the Argos. It was actually to help open up BMO Field. That was the first game played at BMO Field. First CFL regular season game. And uh, Simone spoiling the party with a pick six and... I don't want to say spoil the party, really enhance the party here at Tim Hortons Field on Monday with his pick six. And uh, for Simone, I, I just wanted to know, I caught up with him after practice today, and I uh, just wanted to know what it felt like to score a touchdown at home on Labor Day. Here's what he had to say. Oh, man, just being in the end zone is a different feeling. I never knew. That's what Speedy B gets to feel it like 40 times a year. That's crazy. <laughs> It's a good feeling. Uh, I just like the atmosphere in Toronto. You know, I got a lot of friends in Toronto that like to come and see me play. A lot of people that do things for me in Toronto and they like to get a show. So, you know, I understand that we have a really good defensive team and we put on a great show. And our team as a whole just puts on a great show for Toronto. You know, a lot of my Toronto friends always tell me that they love when we come into town. It's like the funnest game they get to watch. Um, it's, it's cool because, you know, everybody has to go through it. Right. So it's no advantage any other team, you know, we're both going through it and, you know, we're all professionals, you know? So like, I think about it, like I, you know, I used to live with a doctor and, you know, they used to like go out and then have to have to go do like an overnight and stuff. <laughs> so I just like, I understand that you just have to be prepared. And the way I do to stay prepared is, uh, I just take care of my body. I was in the cold tubs after the game, um, going to a scratching class tonight. And just as long as I'm flexible, I don't really, pain really doesn't bother me. Uh, Pranaiska, she was um, amazing in the middle of the game or in the beginning of the game. Uh, we had a blast listening to her. And I was listening to her. I was like, 
how old is she? Like, <laughs> I got the chills listening to her. I think, like, she's the reason we all played so well. So, you know, we got to keep her coming back. <laughs> that is Simone Lawrence. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think one of the best to ever play here in Hamilton. And I don't think I'm speaking uh, – I don't think I'm over-exaggerating that at all. I think, you know, time will definitely tell. Um, and a great cup championship would go a long way. But Simone Lawrence, definitely one of the best to uh, to play here in Hamilton and uh, deserves all the accolades he's got, including that uh, that touchdown there. All right, let's shift gears here as uh, the Ticats have a quick turnaround and a lot of a lot of jawing back and forth uh, between the Argos and the Ticats on Monday. A lot of uh, chirping, a lot of refs having to step in between the benches. And uh, speaking of between the benches, that's where we found... Matthew Shinetti from the CFL on TSN. He had one of the best seats in the house for uh, this one. And Matthew, thanks for doing this. Um, I just have to wonder, you probably can't repeat what was said between the benches, but uh, definitely some some intense moments there, eh? Uh, Louis, you've been down there before with me, and this is my seventh um, Labor Day at Tim Hortons Field. Um, and... It's always a pleasure. It's just to be there first when you're walking to the stadium to see the fans again, to see the amount of fans. It was incredible. Uh, but really also to uh, just to see the players get excited, to see all the, the, the wonderful nonsense that happens at Labor Day. Uh, it was just, it was, it was such a good time and it was, it was such a pleasure to see uh, just football happening again, but to be able to walk around uh, Tim Horns field and, and to see fans so excited about, being back, being with each other, some enjoying chirping me again. Uh, it was uh, it, it was nice. It was it was you know I, I don't use this term lightly. It was it was good to be around the family again. It was it was familiar and family and familiar. Obviously, uh, two words, almost one in the same. And and yeah, it's a great point. And you know, to see fifteen thousand people, I know it. Sometimes it felt like uh, it sounded like there were twenty eight thousand. And the Ticats definitely gave them something to cheer about. Really, from from the first go. Uh, and I, it's, I've mentioned this a couple times. Jalen Acklin's catch to to kind of set up that initial scoring drive by the Ticats, getting kind of flying under the radar. But uh, just an all around uh, pretty dominant performance by the Ticats. Uh, uh, one bit about Jalen Acklin very quickly. I mean, he's come up with some big plays early on this season from that first touchdown that he had against Winnipeg in week one. He's been contributing and really showing that um, as we get into this next phase and some of the older tie casts, particularly on offense, retiring, to see new guys step up is is pretty awesome. Um even Unger, like to see guys contributing and, 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 and really coming into their own was great. But what, what makes Labor Day so spectacular is it always, at least the ones I've been around, um, you always see the person, the, 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 the historic and traditional personality of the Ticats come through, and that's defense. I mean, that's just aggressive defense. That's, t- that's turnovers. That's um, great special teams plays. Uh, you know, I asked Frankie Williams after the game if he's the best returner in the CFL, and he goes, you tell me. And I said, well, you're the one who had the touchdown today. So, um, and even to see, you know, obviously Simone Lawrence get involved late on there, um, it really shows you that those uh, suggestions that the Ticats at 0-2 were a spent force already were greatly exaggerated. 
Yeah, and uh, Simone, and and you know this about Simone that, and I, I made the point with uh, with Andy on Tiger Cats post game that it was nice to see him have that moment. I think you know maybe a couple of years ago Simone would have been upset that he he wasn't having those moments, but now he's just one of those guys who goes about his business. He's still the same person, but it was it was nice to see him kind of rewarded with a touchdown, considering you know he he didn't have those big sacks. He, he's still getting the job done. He's still such a dominant and important part to the Ticats team but uh, for someone who knows Simone as well as you do who's covered him for as long as you do I know uh, you probably feel the same way that the maturity that he's he's shown the continued growth that he's shown uh year in and year out just it's, it's nice to see him get rewarded on the field you know Louie uh it's amazing when you when you kind of you're as old now but you, your age runs parallel to the career of some guys and you know I'm a little older than Simone he's a couple years older uh, and Brandon as well. But following them as they reach certain points of their career, you get to a point as a defender where you don't have to be the firebug all the time. You don't have to be the guy who's lighting up everybody every single play. Sometimes you can be the wily veteran who just who's seen enough plays, who's experienced enough situations that when you see a play break down in front of you, you can just instinctively be in the right place at the right time. And you know, the great, the greatest of the great ones, Ray Lewis would say the same thing. And, and certainly, um, you know, Simone can appreciate it now and talking to Orlando Steinauer and some of the workout, the differences in the workout routines that Simone is doing now to preserve his body, not to feel like he has too much of a workload. It really comes through in those moments because the one thing I don't think people appreciate, and I was talking to this about someone after the game, about footballers in general, but veteran footballers and someone like Simone is just intelligence. I mean, that's smarts. That's, that's looking at that play and being, being incredibly intelligent to know, okay, you know what? I'm reading the defense. I'm reading what's going on right now. The play's breaking down in front of me. I know where to step and stand and here I go hands up. That's not, that's not just physical gifts. That's, that's, that's repetition and practice and intelligence. And I don't think Simone gets enough credit for that. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you mentioned that Simone was one of those guys who, who didn't take a veterans day during training camp. He was out here. He's is out here every single day treating practice like it's a game. And uh, you know, I, I, the case has already started, but I know you and I will probably be the loudest cheerleaders when it comes to uh, Simone's case for uh, you know, one of the all time greats here uh, in Hamilton, uh, especially in this era. Uh, the, the, the extracurriculars that, that occurred, we mentioned it off the top, you know, between the benches, you know, at warm-up. I know you had a front-row seat to the warm-up. You had a front-row seat to that final whistle. How do you expect the coaches to address that this week To I mean, because it really did hurt the Argos in the first half. You know, it kind of evened out in the second half with the Ticats. But just how big of a point of emphasis do you think it'll be? Or do you think, okay, that was Labor Day. That's going to happen. You know, it, probably not as big of a subject on, on Friday. Uh, I would imagine a young coach like Ryan Dinwiddie with the Argos would have, would have – this is one of those moments as a young coach where – and I've seen it, with, and so have you, but I've seen it with a number of coaches where you have to pick your spots and you have to – sometimes you're, you're gracious and understanding and calm and sometimes you have to look them in the eye and say, cut that stuff out. And that was going to be the situation where you tell the, the Argos, cut that stuff out because you could clearly see at different points in the game especially when it came to the trenches and the, and the Argos offensive line, like the Argos, their minds were somewhere else. Like the Ticats were just, I mean, there, there were, there was that stretch in the third quarter where I believe at the end of the, by the end of the third quarter, Nick Arbuckle had only completed one pass to the Argos. The Argos only had like 25 net off, yards of net offense in the, in, in an entire quarter, which is, 
I don't care what level of football you're playing, it's incredibly unacceptable. However, I think it just showed mentally where the Argos were versus where the Ticats were. Um, I think the Ticats, this is where being a veteran group that understands Labor Day, that understands the emotions of the moment, that's where it came through. And I think the Argos, uh, I suspect it will be different. Um, Ryan Dinwiddie has already proven, especially with Nick Arbuckle, if Arbuckle does, does start, that, they, uh, that they're way too good to, to, to not fix the mistakes. But, you know, now we have a logjam in the East, and this is, a, this is a big matchup even in, you know, this first week of uh, September. That's the way these things are going to be now after Labor Day. I mean, it was a sprint to get here. Now it's an absolute dash from now all the way th- through December. And if you're the Argos, and even the Tigers, but if you're the Argos, having bad penalty days isn't going to, is going to hurt you. And now we've seen it with the Argos. We've seen it with Montreal as well. I mean, penalties cost them in their game against Calgary. I mean, and reckless penalties too. So uh, this is a season where mentally you always have to be locked in and emotionally you have to be able to, no one's always going to go ahead and it's football. You're not going to be able to be composed the whole time, but you can't be goaded into stuff. And the Argos were being really sucked in. I, I was there, I was watching it, you know, guys like Cameron judge, here is the one tip I have for any football player, opposing football player comes to Hamilton. Don't walk by the Ticats bench. Like, be smarter than that. Don't walk by the Ticats bench. Like, I have stood there for years and watched guys just walk by and just, whether it was Justin Hickman or even the quiet Ted Laurent or there are any number of special teams players in the Ticats who know exactly what to say when guys walk by. And you could see the Argos just getting dragged in, like almost like the force of chirping magnetism would take them all the way to the Argos sidelines. And they would, I'm sorry, the Ticat sidelines. And then they would just, you know, there'd be smack and a bunch of stuff and guys would turn around. And it's just like, man, you ain't putting points on the board doing that. So turn around and get back to your bench. So well said. Uh, Should make for an interesting rematch in just a few short days. Matthew, always great to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. Keep up the good work, Louie. That is the CFL on TSN's Matthew Shinetti. My thanks to him for joining me today, and my thanks to you for tuning in, as I really do appreciate it. You can leave your comments, concerns, or feedback. You can hit me up on Twitter at Louis B underscore TV, and make sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment, review, whatever you feel like, and uh, we'll be sure to get back to you here on the Ticats Audio Network. As mentioned, wherever you found this show, don't go anywhere because you can find Speaking with the Enemy, conversation with myself and Mike Hogan, and a brand new episode of the CFL This Week. Bubba O'Neill joined by Jason Greger out of TSN 1260 in Edmonton, uh, Derek Taylor at a 620 CKRM in Saskatchewan, and AJ Jakovic of TSN 1200 in Ottawa. I recommend you check that out. Great conversation, not just about the Ticats, but about uh, the league as a whole. So wherever you found this show, go check that one out as well. Uh, we'll be back here, same place, same time tomorrow. Thanks for checking us out. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.